Welcome to the future of NFTs, brought to you by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn proof of attention IDO launchpad. Hosted by co-founder Natya Bester, we bring you exclusive insights on NFTs, the revolutionary digital technology that's transforming the world as we know it. Welcome to the future of NFTs. I'm your host, Natya Bester, co-founder of Adlunum, the industry's first and only engaged to earn investing platform with a proof of attention allocation mechanism and fractionalization of NFTs. So here on the future of NFTs, as you know, if you've joined us before, we speak to amazing guest speakers each week, pick their brains about all things NFTs as it relates to the future. And I have some very few important announcements to make today. Before we get into the meat of today's show, which is bound to be an incredible show because I have here with me an incredible panel of speakers. So before we get into this, just a few brief announcements. First of all, if you are watching the video, then it has become very obvious to you that we are no longer doing this live on Twitter Spaces. The bugs were just killing us as a team, but we have gone over to YouTube. They will still be available on Spotify or your favorite podcasting platforms as an audio. But now you have video to supplement all of the amazing words that you were hearing. Uh, second announcement, I have embarked on an amazing, I say amazing because it's so much fun project this year called Web3 Explained. It's a book that I'm writing, uh, live testing 12 Web3 use cases in 12 months. And I'm documenting the results and everything is very Web3 based. So super excited about that. And today on the show is the day when I announce January's use case. So yeah, big moment is here. Um, so I have thought a lot about, you know, in this journey of 12 months, how do I start off by really just representing what NFTs and the metaverse and Web3 as a whole, what it's all about. And I've started, or I decided to start off with NFT art uh, with a little bit of a twist. And the reason for this is really because so much of Web3 in the mainstream media was started by NFT art. And that's also why I'm so happy to be having this conversation today and why I wanted to you know, bring all of these different elements and factors together because art has always been a conversation starter, but I think art previously was so reserved for, for almost the elite, uh, for people who could, be, could afford to be part of the conversation. And I think what we've seen with Web3 is it really has opened the floodgates for artists to become part of the conversation, but also for everyday people to become art collectors. So, yeah, it's just a beautiful way to kick off this journey this year is by um, by using art, NFT art specifically. But I said with a little twist, because if unless you've been under a rock for the past few weeks or months, you'll know that uh, generative art is one of the hottest, not only topics, but debates in the world. <laughs> a lot of people have a very many, many strong opinions about it. Uh, not just art, but generative AI in general. Uh, they are, there's a lot of fear on one hand. There's also a lot of excitement on the other. And, you know, people tend to fall on any place in the spectrum in between. So I'm happy to announce that we have also an AI artist with us today. Uh, but really just to explain the thinking behind January's use case, 
so in using NFTs and NFT art as one of my use cases that I'll be testing, I was thinking about how to prove a collaboration between myself and the artist that will be illustrating the book. And so many ideas flowed through my head. Um, but I mean, if you think about the traditional publishing industry, it's always the publisher as the middleman with the author on one, end, on, on one end and the illustrator or the artist on the other. And really the idea here is to use NFTs as almost a proof of creation uh, method to really have for the book an NFT collection, but each of these NFTs are owned by the artists that created them as proof of the fact that they created them. And because so much of this conversation is not only about art, but really the future of art uh, in the same way that the conversation is not about a web three, mm. but the conversation is about the future of technology. I've gone one step ahead and decided to use AI artists. So I think that we've, we've seen over the last few months with all of this chatter that the prompts that you use when you are engaging with AI is actually so incredibly important because that is what differentiates you as a creative. And so I will be exploring this also in this January use case. Final announcement, I have a whole lot of this today, um, is that I will, now that we are replacing Twitter spaces, uh, we will be, oh wait, now that we are moving Twitter spaces, we will be replacing it. Uh, so we will be launching a new show focused specifically on art, whether this is NFT art or uh, AI art, to have artists come on and talk about their work and really talk us through the thinking process and also, you know, the creative process. If it's AI, then, you know, there's so much we can learn. If it's NFTs, likewise. So really just the future of technology. All right. So with that, I am going to head on over and start introducing the amazing panel of all women, which was not planned, but I'm so happy that we're kicking it off this way. Um, so first up, we have a familiar, maybe not face because we haven't spoken by video before, but uh, we have a familiar name on the panel, Amanda Fetter. She has been with us on a previous panel. Or, yeah, you, Amanda, you were on a previous panel with us, right, about the uh, biodiversity NFTs. So Amanda is the Program and Community Director at Voice, uh, passionate about diversity and inclusion in art spaces, expanding the accessibility of art, advocating for a greener future on the blockchain. She served as the manager of a contemporary art gallery for a number of years, and she is currently at Voice, and, and if you are not familiar with voice, it's a digital art marketplace that's carbon neutral, easy to use, multi-chain compatible. Voice has this incredible uh, NFT artist residency. And I believe Amanda will at some point during the conversation today be talking a little bit more about this. But uh, what she does at voice is really to nurture and to guide artists as they enter the res residency and enter the world of NFT art. Amanda, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. And then we have Marina. Marina, welcome. So Marina Nadeva is an art expert in blockchain space. She's the co-founder of artcollecting.info, artcollecting.fun on the Polygon blockchain, and artcollecting.space on the Tezos blockchain. Uh, she has also been in the art space for a long time. And I'm so incredibly excited to have her come on today because I think she's really going to be able to give us 
not only the perspective of the art space within NFTs, but like Amanda, really bring this rich understanding of the art world in general uh, and how it's now translating into the space. So Marina has been responsible for partnerships, for product marketing strategy, marketing communications, managing marketing projects for IT companies, banks, pharma companies, manufacturing companies for many, many years, over a decade. But she also has a degree in art. So I'm always so happy to be speaking to people who have a degree in art, about art, because mm -hmm. it feels like, okay, finally, finally the degree comes in handy and the background comes in handy. And then last but definitely not least, we have Alexandra. So Alexandra, I hope I'm going to pronounce your surname Strakova. I'm, I, I'm going to assume that that's at, at least mildly correct. Uh, Alexandra <laughs> is an and she's a pioneer of Renaissance, like AI Renaissance. Uh, she started with AI out last summer, uh, last year, last summer. Feels like an age ago now because it's winter. Um, and she has been in the top list of, well, the list of top 100 AI artists and innovators on LinkedIn. And I follow Alexandra, so I see a lot of her artworks. So I'm super excited just to also be talking about this today because I think her passion really confluences between AI art and the Web3 space and all of these amazing things that the technology is able to, uh, to contribute to the future of art. So, ladies, that feels like I was doing a lot yeah. of rambling. And for those of you watching, I will definitely clean up uh, my, my performance in this intro for, for next show. But uh, yeah, so let's get going. So happy to have you all here. And just to set the flavor of today, uh, we will be talking about the future of NFT art. But, you know, NFT with an asterisk, because this is one of the topics of conversation today, is it is it really just going to stay NFTs? Or what is this idea about art? Is it only art in the silo of digital art? Is it only in the silo of NFT art, of AI art? Or are we going to see really this emergence of kind of everything coming together? So with that, I'm super excited to be getting into today. And my first question really to all of you, because I think this is the big question of the hour, is what do you predict will be the major trends and developments in the NFT art market or just the art market in general in 2023. Amanda, can we start with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, and thank you for that intro, Nadia. And I'm so excited to be amongst this really impressive panel. Um, but I think that in 2023, we'll see fewer projects enter the market in general. I feel like the past two years, there have been so many projects out there. And because of the like crypto crash and you know, the market's kind of tough in general right now. So I think people are going to be holding back and being more intentional about how they enter the space and what projects they put their whole self mm -hmm. behind, just moving with more intention. Um, I think that the projects we do see will be more collaborative, um, definitely more experimentation with AI. Um, but I hope in meaningful ways, you know, like a ton of once AI, AI is so accessible to a lot of people. So you know, we saw everyone in our Instagram feeds, like with their AI creations, but not all of them were like art projects. They weren't done with intention. They were just messing around with AI tools and, you know, 
that phase of discovery. So I think that we're going to see some real like hard hitting AI artists emerge who can establish a voice within that AI sphere. And I think fewer PFP projects in general, and I've already seen, think we've seen that happening. Thank goodness uh, that there's going to be more of a balance <laughs> in the NFT art space. We can definitely do with one after the you know, <laughs> just explosion of PFP projects in previous years. Uh, Marina, what are your thoughts on the major trends and development? happened this year. Oh, oh, okay. Hello. Thank you for having me on this uh, uh, panel. I'm thinking uh, that uh, the future of uh, NFT market is in uh, utility. What I uh, mean? I mean uh, that you should sell not art, but license, uh, licenses on uh, using your art. Uh, for example, Creative Commons uh, uh, license or uh, the other type of uh, license that allows you to uh, share your art on uh, screens, on public events, or to uh, publish your uh, art in magazines uh, or uh, to... Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, publish uh, on different uh, uh, websites as a cover. This is utility. So you create art for uh, public events, or you create uh, art for uh, websites, or you create uh, art for art uh, uh, collectors. But how can they use your art? So this is utility. What can they do? Sell or sell uh, uh, mm -hmm. for the spectators uh, in uh, cinema or exhibitions uh, hall. This is utility. I think uh, the future of uh, NFT uh, platforms and NFT market is in uh, 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 the, um, is in uh, uh, the licensing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a, a really okay. important point. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely very excited to get into a little bit of more of this as well today. Alexandra, what about you? What are your thoughts? I mean, we already have the intention with which uh, art should be created this year, become more intentional, the accessibility that is so important and that we'll continue to see, and for sure also the utility. So. Yeah, looking forward to hearing your answers because I think together we are really touching on so many different aspects of the industry as a whole. So really amazing panel to have on here today. Okay, so um, as, as we saw already on the, uh, in the fourth quarter of the last year, a uh, huge panic exploded regarding mainly AI art. Uh, we saw many works on all platforms. I'm uh, socially working only on LinkedIn and then I have my website with portfolio where I present my work, but I have many colleagues. They are active on uh, YouTube, on other, are on Instagram of AI art and um, many uh, started or jumped on the first train in the last summer. And then we saw uh, the development with visuals uh, uh, made with mainly Mid Journey, of course, uh, Stable Diffusion, Dali, and uh, another tools. 
uh, then we saw afterwards uh, quite fast development of AI-made uh, short movies. This is mainly um, the stable diffusion. Um, we saw first animations also. Uh, this is DID, for example. And I think the main development will be in that, that uh, the visuals, the models become uh, better trained. Uh, all over the platforms and the tools uh, that the movies and stable diffusion will become more accurate with uh, less noise and uh, much better prompts. Um, we have also AI made music, Mobert, I work with them. It is already a few weeks old development that now you can make text to music. Um, so we will we will see all uh, these tools and these platforms emerge. I think until uh, um, until such a degree that uh, fully normal people, uh, as me and you and and uh, anybody else, any age, any color, religion, and so on and so on, will be able to do their own art. Maybe even to make own movies from A to Z, including music, everything, avatars, everything. Um, so uh, I think the main development uh, will be in, in the growth uh, of the quality um, and the offered uh, options of these tools. This is why the whole industry is in total panic. Hollywood is in panic, everybody is panicking because of this development. And uh, we have now the first uh, law case uh, that is against stable diffusion, mid journey, and uh, deviant art. Uh, and uh, my prediction is because I see it uh, on one hand, uh, the old industry is trying to protect their business and their added value, of course. It is about, about money. Some predict this, that, that AI art and all Web3 and all around this is a trillion business, huge business, most big that was ever here since the whole history, human history. So, of course, it is about business. But we need to take care not to have lawsuits, on the other hand, to uh, uh, make limitations on free uh, tools. And on the other hand, big industry and big tech that wants to take that and, and make profit on that. So I think this will be the biggest fight, uh, really, to keep the freedom for the people like me and you and everybody else. Or will it be big tech who will want to win again this game? So when I speak it out, this is, this is my kind of art to speak these things out because my background is 20 years of uh, controlling and and financial uh, positions for uh, big corporations so i i have this background and i see these issues yeah thank you so much for all of your very very important per, uh, uh, perspectives because I think as I said earlier it really brings together this complete picture of what's going on and I think one of the yeah. key obviously today a lot of the conversation will be about uh, the inclusion of AI art because it's something that you know it's here and it can't be stopped and we will definitely see yeah. a lot of this uh, in the NFT space in 2023. So I'm wondering 
if you look at the intersection of AI and NFT art, because a lot of what I'm hearing is, you know, for me, this democratization of access to creativity that AI brings. So a lot of people, and this might be because of the way they grew up, you know, if you are not this art, this artistic child, you are not made to believe that you are creative. So a lot of people grow up thinking they're not creative at all. Mm. And so that whole world is closed off to them. And I think what happened with NFTs is those people who were already artistic suddenly found a new medium in order to channel their creativity. And okay, maybe I couldn't make a living as an artist before, but now because of NFTs, now I'm able to, you know, kind of start giving voice to this creativity inside of me. But I'm really curious about AI coming in and making anyone creative. Now, I mean, we can ask what is the definition then of creativity? Because I think AI is definitely going to redefine what creativity means because suddenly it's not about I am creating the art necessarily. I am just using, you know, whatever is in my mind to kind of bring this to life. But I really want to ask, where do you see this intersection of AI and NFT art? And is it going to stay two distinctly separate things? Is it inevitably going to merge into just the future of art as a whole? Uh, wh what do you guys see? Uh, Amanda, let's start with you. Yeah, um, I think that I might be the the skeptical one of our bunch in terms of AI and how deeply it seeps into like at least the art scene. Like I think that AI applications throughout, you know, various industries, like it's revolutionizing the way that tech happens. It's allowing smaller businesses and companies to possibly be able to compete with big tech you know, because you don't need as many resources, as much manpower to generate, you know, the same kind of thing. But I think in terms of NFT art and like digital art and AI, I think it's gonna still have a tough time um, breaking into the art space. And, and by breaking in, I mean, in terms of like gaining a claim and generating a desire to collect. Um, I think that, you know, I think that it, there's like this, when you look at AI art, you say that is definitely AI art. Like you see it and there's something about it that is kind of immediately recognizable. And, you know, maybe that will change a little bit as, um, you know, the algorithm gets better, data sets are larger, um, and it'll become more and more human and convincing. But right now, I feel like, because when you look at AI art, it is clearly AI art. If you are an artist who has, you know, established a tone for yourself and a voice for yourself, and now you're trying to incorporate AI, that kind of takes away some of your distinct artistic voice. And, you know, artists are all about establishing that voice. Like the, the end goal is kind of to be like, you look at my art and you immediately know that I am the artist. You know, like when you look at a Picasso, you know, it's a Picasso. When you look at a Van Gogh, you know, it's a Van Gogh. And that's kind of like the problem, right? Like there's a difference between um, having this tool, AI as a tool for creativity and for artistry and then just relying on AI to 
you know, become an artist. Like there are two distinct things and I think it's totally possible. And I'm excited to see um, artists emerge who really like challenge me and what I believe art is and what I see and who start using AI in really unique ways um, for their art, maybe using it as a collaborator, you know, as the base layer of their creation and building on top of it. And AI is like your partner in this art project. Um, so that I'm interested in seeing that. I still think there's like a lot of skepticism because, I mean, it's because of accessibility, right? Like a lot of the art world, at least in the traditional art world, like elitism is what makes something worth collecting almost, you know, like you want, you feel much more secure in collecting a piece of art because it was featured in this publication or that important curator said it was cool. You know, like there's all these like gatekeepers that, you know, build this kind of elitist structure and we, we always want to reject them, but then like in the back of our heads and like artists are still kind of creating because they want that acclaim and they want that renown and you know, AI is coming in and kind of shaking that up a bit. And I think there's still going to be a lot of people really trying to reject it. But then I think that, you know, artists will come in and be like, wait a minute, like, what if we use it in this way? You know, like, it's still about the human creativity and how humans are going to be using these machines. Um, so all that to say is that I think that, you know, it's not going to be wholeheartedly embraced in 2023. We're still going to be having these conversations about what is art? Is this art? Um, if, you know, a human's hand isn't physically making it in any way, aside from like typing some words on a keyboard. Um, but also, I think we have to also consider um, like there's bias in AI. Just because it's a machine doesn't mean that it's perfect and, you know, free of human bias because it was. AI algorithms were created by humans and, you know, the data sets that they're pulling from are all so imbued with biases um, that we have to constantly, you know, think about, is this image that was created something that reflects the biases of someone else that don't resonate with me? Um, so I think that's, that's something that we should think of too. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. I would say, like to respond to this. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, please, <laughs> Alexandra, I was about to invite you to do the same because I think yeah. you two are coming at this from very different vantage points. So yeah. I'm so happy to have both of you Definitely. on here today. Please go ahead. <laughs> Definitely, because some points I see completely different, differently is Amanda. Um, first of all, um, I started with AI art first was it AI art. So I have no another previous artistic experience. That's why I can say I am pure AI artist because I worked with it. I, I found it. I waited for that more than 40 years of my life, to be honest. And then it came, I jumped on the first train and that's it. And it started everything to develop. Uh, regarding the bias in AI, um, it doesn't matter if it's uh, AI for movie, music, uh, anything. I think technology is neutral. And uh, that all the bias is coming from humans. That's all. What is in humans, that is in techno technology. Point, from my point of view. 
um, to be open creatively and, and regarding the artists, previous artists or artists with their artworks. Um, I think it is very easy to solve this problem uh, when they opt out from the systems, from the models, the artists. And so there will be enough space to newcomers, to artists or, or creators, they work, I don't know, for fashion or architecture or in other sectors to show what they can. And this, this is the way where we are going, uh, me and my community, AICC mainly. Uh, so we are not here to copy some previous works or styles on the, or anything else, but to create in completely new surroundings with AI art for, for our, our own. And uh, I also disagree with these goals that artists should have because I'm independent artist, I'm self-financed uh, and I'm working in underground. That means uh, against establishment and against this big tech and anything else. And I think uh, that we have much and much bigger possibility in uh, Web3 connections also for the future and in standalone solutions uh, when we manage it together as community, tech community and free people to make uh, of web free web three where all the standalones are inside because we don't need anybody else to do this and take the money for that and that's all we do yeah. not uh need a commercialized common space hello wake up yeah yeah no we i don't completely need agree I you do that, I do my art, another one does music, anything else, and, and we can meet in a free space and everyone is producing own stuff and all is good. But yes, of, of course, it's, it's unsure time now and, and there is a lot of fight. Yes, uh, because we are in a stage between forming and storming, yes, of the whole market and a whole new sector. So it's absolutely normal development from, from my point of view. But I understand, Amanda, I'm very progressive thinker, you know, I want to like explode all boundaries and also by this big tech and everything what is limiting us. Because this is my background. I run away from that and AI art saved me. It helped me to become human again, to open my feelings and to uh, heal all my trauma. It was thanks to AI art, and I am sure that it can, it can help anybody else outside there. And we sh should not limit it, we should open it. And regarding bias, also one uh, important point, because I work uh, with, um, with, in scope of one of my projects with GOATS, some are inside, some gods, some names of gods are banned, for example. Very interesting. Who is deciding this? Yes? So, to speak also yeah, about this issue. So I think we need to, we need to work on the society. So I think what in I'm first place, we do not have to limit AI or technology. Oh, sorry. We have a little 
this i think there's a bit of a lag yeah like there's a few seconds of uh yeah sorry for for keeping on interrupting i i i don't know what's going on is it my connection or your connection but i mean i'm glad we're all still here uh what i'm hearing from the two of you really is coming from two very different perspectives but at the same time there's space enough for everyone that's really the message that's coming through for me is yeah. in all of these different communities this technology is able to house everyone so marina i'm super curious to hear what is your take i think we have two very strong opinions here so please add yours to the mix uh no okay i think uh, that uh uh i artists uh, are rapidly uh, growing market and uh, i have a lot of um, uh, friends and um, uh, subscribers who experiment with uh, different ie uh, uh, tools i see a lot of uh, programmers uh, programmers trying to uh, create art i see a lot of uh, uh, artists trying to uh, uh, mix ie art and uh, uh, painting or um, ie art with uh, uh, digital uh, art uh, so we created um, a special uh, collection for um, uh, such uh, people in our uh, depth. Uh, the name of uh, the collection is uh, I artifacts. Uh, a lot of people who experiment with uh, art uh, just created and uh, post uh, uh, the pictures somewhere in Facebook, Instagram or uh, Twitter and uh, forget about uh, uh, these pictures. But if uh, we uh, share um, these uh, images uh, uh, on blockchain depth, uh, 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 we can uh, speak about uh, IE artifacts. We can um, uh, follow uh, uh, the development of uh, artificial intelligence uh, uh, tools and all these uh, images will be uh, saved on uh, the blockchain, for example, uh, Polygon or uh, Ethereum. And uh, uh, in uh, 100 uh, years or 200 years, somebody will open uh, uh, this uh, uh, data and uh, follow how uh, I tools uh, developed uh, in uh, 2023. So we are uh, working for uh, the deep future. I think and th uh, this is uh, very funny to uh, mint, to uh, share um, artificial intelligence uh, images and to connect a community of strong uh, uh, professionals who are thinking about uh, uh, the future. This idea connects uh, uh, people and uh, allows to grow uh, communities. Mm -hmm. I keep on not knowing if I'm muted or not. Okay, so I'm still learning this platform. By next time, hopefully, I have it down. Um, yeah, that's that's such an important part of the of the conversation. Is you know, if you think about this confluence between these two worlds, NFTs on the one hand and AI on the other hand, because of the blockchain, everything is 
really it's like this archaeology of the future right like we are minting things now when we are leaving behind this trail of human development and human technological development which is really fascinating so amanda i want to shift over gears a little bit um i didn't realize that the focus was going to be so much on on ai and it really just brings to the to the fore for me just how important this conversation is for artists at this time but so Shifting gears a little bit, um, if you think about NFT artists in 2023, I mean, we've come through a bloody market. Um, in 2021, everything was amazing. The future was NFT art. 2022, I mean, just the, the, the overall market cap has dropped by so much that, oh, it's just, it, it pains all of us to even think about it. Um, and a lot of artists are wondering if there now really is a future in this space, you know, from the extreme side of the hype now to the other side. So what are some of the unique opportunities and challenges that you see for NFT artists in 2023 um, in this market that we are in right now? And also, how do you see it evolving? Because um, I mean, there's a lot of FUD right now and it's easy to fall prey to this if you're new. But how do you think this journey of an artist in the space will also be shaped by having to overcome these challenges that we have, for example? Yeah, the, I mean, the market is just so tough right now, and it was tough for most of 2022. And I think that the space is going to continue to be difficult in 2023. I think partly that's natural because the NFT space started with such a boom and such a massive influx of people trying to create and sell NFTs that it was just untenable. The market became so flooded and some of the art is so good and insanely cool and made by artists who are doing just visually stunning work with incredible storytelling, but it's buried beneath a mountain of other projects that were minted in 15 seconds by people looking to make quick money, you know, who entered the space without um, artistry and creativity because they saw it as a cash cow. And the influx of that type of people and that kind mm -hmm. of art, I think created a bit of a bad name for the NFT space on the whole, in terms of like, obviously not Web3 natives, like the people who understood Web3 and blockchain from the beginning and saw the true value of it at its core. I'm not talking about those people. like. We all, we all know and we all understand here, but people outside of this space, you know, cause in order for the space to survive, we have to expand, you know, we can't be this like closed off little club of people who, you know, see the value in it. The value has to be recognizable by everyone and, you know, for it to really take over our lives um, in the way that I think that it has the potential to. Um, but I think that early hype created a bad name for the NFT space on the whole uh, and kind of disadvantaged artists a bit. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's still a huge challenge for artists right now is how to combat stereotypes about the NFT space to potential collectors and outsiders to this world and kind of reshape that um, stereotype to be one that's good and one that actually reflects, you know, the value that we all here see in the space. Um, and also, it's hard because there's so many people entering this space. It's hard to differentiate yourself from all the other NFT projects. Like there are so many amazing art projects that haven't been like traditionally successful, um, but that 
completely deserve to be because the art is incredible. Um, and that's just, you know, not everyone, not everyone's going to make it. Um, and that's just how it is in every single industry. You know, not everyone can be successful because then like, do we have enough projects, enough things happening? Um, but I think what's pretty, pretty great in my opinion is that, you know, it seems like the market's no longer as flooded with people trying to make quick money because there's no quick money to be made anymore, really. Um, so I think 2023 will be a reinvention of the space. Um, and I think that the market we're seeing now is honestly probably more realistic for the long run. Um, and I think that the artists, artists are gonna be thinking more intentionally about their projects, about community building, about utility. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that ones that don't do those things aren't going to stand the test of time. And yeah, I think we're gonna see fewer projects on the whole, um, but the ones that do emerge will be more provocative and intentional. And NFTs are gonna become less of a vehicle for quick income. Um, and we're thinking about NFTs instead as a new medium of art, just the way you use a paintbrush, like digital art is a new medium, you know, AI on top of that is a new medium. And I think that true artists don't necessarily create art with money as the primary factor. Obviously, artists deserve to make money and need it to survive in this capitalist system that we live in. Mm -hmm. um, but true artists create art because it's who they are, it feeds them, it nourishes them. It's how they speak to the world, how they use their voice. And I think in 2023, we're gonna get to that point when NFTs just become a new medium for artists and kind of lose their association with crypto investments and unstable markets. That's my hope at least. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's, that's my hope as well, because I think as much as the huge gains aspect to it has really obviously put a lot of spotlight on it and caused people to come into the space. The question, I, I'm not someone for, I'm not from the art world, so I definitely don't come from this perspective of, you know, only the true artist should be allowed to, to, to be in the art space. I think for me, it really is more about intention, as you say, what is your intention? Is your intention storytelling? Is your intention that you want to express yourself or is your intention really only to use the art market as a way to make a mm. quick buck without really any appreciation or understanding for it? Um, and I think this is yeah, so important, not only in NFT art, but in every aspect of the world that NFTs will touch, we will need to move away from the mentality of, oh, it's a way to make quick money. Um, I mean, so much wrong with the world in terms of having this perspective in general, but this industry obviously invites itself um, mm -hmm. because it's one of the flip sides on one hand or one of the downsides on the other of the technology is it does allow you to make these gains, to make these profits. Uh, but ultimately, I always remind myself at the end of the day, it's just the technology. And as Alexandra said earlier, technology is always neutral. It's always humans that have these biases. So yeah, if we can yeah. go back to the point of seeing NFTs as a technology and what can be built on top of this technology, um, I think it's really going to shift the conversation. Uh, Marina, I'm curious as an NFT gallery owner, as an investor of art, 
Um, what are some of the trends that you are seeing in the market at the moment? And what do you think the future holds for this industry, especially from the perspective of collectors? Um, where are things going? Uh, uh, okay, mm, uh, thank you for the question. I uh, think one of uh, uh, the main uh, interest of uh, the art um, collectors is uh, rapidly growing digital art um, uh, market. After uh, uh, the hype, uh, um, uh, collectors of uh, paintings, uh, sculptures, etc., uh, etc., et uh, started to attract uh, their minds on new names, new brands, uh, and, uh, and new uh, mediums of uh, art uh, uh, creating. I see uh, uh, different uh, uh, traditional art uh, uh, collectors involving in, uh, in the NFT uh, market. Uh, they are in, uh, they, uh, they are interested in new technologies. They are interested in new uh, trends, and they try to buy and uh, uh, sell uh, NFT art. Uh, NFT art for me uh, is a digital um, uh, art. Different uh, videos, uh, uh, images, uh, and uh, animations uh, created uh, with. Uh, uh, computer. So, um, uh, art collectors attract their mind on ideas. Um, this is the first main uh, uh, criteria they uh, important for um, them, and they attract uh, their uh, the minds on the quality of. Uh, uh, the artworks. Uh, if you create digital mm -hmm. art, you should uh, be uh, professional in uh, Blender or uh, the other uh, tools that uh, help you to uh, realize your um, ideas. Uh, at the same time, I uh, saw a lot of uh, painters who tried to create digital art or to experiment with uh, digital art uh, tools. But uh, NFT artists and painters are different people with uh, different qualifications. And I uh, think that the quality of uh, digital art uh, work is uh, very important uh, criteria in uh, uh, the future. For example, we see uh, different uh, announces of uh, digital art uh, uh, exhibitions, how to participate in uh, these exhibitions. You uh, have to uh, create a video or uh, image uh, that can um, uh, be placed on the white screen. Uh, you should uh, know how to create such an image and uh, you should uh, attract your uh, mind on how uh, the audience will uh, react on um, your work. So quality and idea. Yeah, so it really just comes again back to this idea of intentionality because, you know, I, I'm just trying to pull together all of the different ideas that have 
kind of shown themselves again and again today. One being there's definitely so much room in the digital art world. And here it doesn't matter if it's NFTs, as Amanda says, it will really just become one of the vehicles, one of the mediums, um, if it's AI or whatever the case may be. But there's so many pockets of community and of expression for artists in this world that it's actually incredibly exciting time to be alive. Um, I for sure am the least artistic person that I know. I can't even draw a stick figure. But I mean, it, it, it starts then begging the question, but <laughs> do I need to draw a stick figure? You know, maybe I go the AI route or maybe I just learn to use technology. But so moving away from this traditional idea of art with, you know, the person with a paintbrush in their hand, um, we are really entering a new era in the world where I think what I'm hearing from the entire conversation today is as technology continues to progress, it's really going to be definitions that we are going to end up talking about quite a lot. What is art? What is creativity? Because I think it's being questioned so much at the moment. And these are the important questions, right? If you think about this commercial world that we've lived in, where everything has a price and everything comes at a profit, and we haven't really stopped and we haven't had these important discussions, We've had them, for example, in the art world, but then that's where the elitism comes in because how many people are really able to mm -hmm. sit and be part of a conversation where you talk about, you know, what is art? I mean, you have to be of a certain income class. You have to be in a certain country. You have to have a certain educational background, and then you become qualified to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that we are sitting here today and we are having this very important conversation and how easily the big questions reveal themselves throughout our conversation. I think this is really, for me, the most exciting thing about the future is we talk about how technology removes us from our humanity. But I've heard all three of you talk about humanity today, about the human element. And even just the fact that mm -hmm. we are able to have this conversation. Yeah. You know, this is not something that a machine can do, right? So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future brings, not only for the art world, but really once these technologies just become the vehicles through which we express our own voice. I think that's going to be a really exciting time beyond, you know, all the talk about the markets. And I mean, at the moment, we're in a bear market, so everyone's down and out because it's a bad market. But if this is a technology and a vehicle, then that's not so important. Um, Alexandra, you obviously come to this as, uh, as you said, you have no prior experience in the art world and you've really waited all your life to get to this point, to be able to express yourself. And I, I very much get that because as I said, I can't even draw a stick figure, but I, I would like to know. Yeah. If you think about, you know, just AI in terms of your artistic process, um, do you feel that this makes you a part of the conversation that otherwise you couldn't have been? Because I know for myself, if I'm talking to artists, mm -hmm. I am a creative person, but I'm not an artist. And so it immediately excludes me from the conversation. But I really understand how important it is to think creatively, to show up creatively. So, so I relate to the creativity, 
but I cannot personally relate to the art because I'm not an artist. But now with AI, it makes artists out of people that perhaps like me, I don't have the artistic skill, but maybe I have the mind that together I can form this picture. So I'm really curious how as an AI artist, how do you see yourself becoming part of the conversation now that before maybe you were excluded from it? Definitely, I know I was. Yes, I was too. And uh, I will start a little bit with my uh, CV shortly. Uh, I'm coming from Slovakia and uh, one part of my family is uh, very artistic. Already my grandmother was drawing, my father was architect, uh, skilled in a lot of techniques uh, from drawing comics and, and making oil paintings, anything. He, he tried ev everything. And I uh, did it as a child with him. Uh, my grandfather was a philosopher speaking nine languages. So there was the, this, this head and this art mixture. And then as I uh, went 18 and didn't want to live with, with my mother anymore under one roof, I uh, needed to take care of myself and um, started to having jobs. For big corporations, I worked for Siemens, I worked for Nestle, I worked um, at the end for Kingspan, uh, for really big companies, uh, mainly in uh, controlling. Um, at the end, I was financial manager for a subsidiary in Austria. And uh, I was um, brainwashed 20 years uh, by leaders uh, to shut my emotions off. They told me when I want to be good, when I want to be successful and earn money, I need to shut my feelings off. I was exploited. Uh, many of my abilities I, I have were exploited for, for the business. And uh, to be honest, I came into midlife crisis with my 40s and I didn't want to live in this anymore. I didn't want to live at all if this should prevail. And then I told to myself, okay, then I start to build up second career in technology. It started really, and I want to tell that for the many young people or also all the people who want to make change. Start uh, with taking courses on taking uh, and increasing knowledge because this is the base. This is really the base. There are so many good platforms. There are so many good people on YouTube already. You, you can learn so many things. Also, the whole AI art, you can learn with tutorials on YouTube from perfect people. Yeah? Anything you need is out there. So start to open your eyes, start to learn, make, make a base. And uh, then, like it was in my case, I, I, I searched for a medium or something uh, that is fast for me, where I can uh, put all what I see in my head, yes, all my imaginations very fast out. And there was nothing else before. I um, write uh, polytheistic philosophy about many gods, uh, already for 15 years, and this, this is what this is my main pro project. 
It's called River's Journey. It is about the river cycle of our existence, where we are at the point of the big change now, at, at the end of, of the time. Uh, and, and just be in front of the turning point where uh, we face a much greater, much more free future. And uh, so the whole AI is helping me to make visuals to all this, what I feel and can see inside of my mind. And the interesting thing is because we have a lot of debates in our AI community. And uh, I asked also chat uh, GPT, we all know that, but meanwhile, what, what, what it is. And I asked about some predictions to the future and so on. And ChatGPT said uh, it cannot make, AI cannot make predictions into the future because there is one thing what is separating us as humans from the AI. AI has no feelings. Only we humans have. And AI has no imagination too. That's why it cannot make predictions to the future. So I think this technology can help us to come back to that, what is really human in us. And that's our feelings. We need to open up and leave that what is making us so special. And uh, AI helped me, really, it helped me with this. And I don't see it as a technology. I see it as my savior, to be honest, really. And I don't want to miss it in my life anymore. So uh, this is the creative process as I leave it. And uh, as we Thank you, can Alexandra. use it for that's, therapy that's or, or, or... It's, it's amazing you know? to have this, uh, oh, there's still a delay. Sorry to in keep on interrupting. Yeah. There's, a, there's okay. a slight delay on my end. I'm, I'm, um, thank I'm, you so much for I sharing that. I, I think that is so, yeah. so important to understand where it's coming from. Um, this artistic drive within people. I mean, this technologies, the, all the technologies that are available to us are really just tapping into what's already inside and, and wants to yeah. be given voice to. So Amanda, on that note, speaking of voice, um, we, we've seen a growing number of NFT marketplaces and platforms. So as you know, the representative of a company that's itself very intentional. I mean, I think voice is really one of those platforms that is very intentional about supporting artists. How do you see that this proliferation of platforms uh, in 2023 and beyond, how is this going to influence just, I, I guess, the, the conversations taking place because there's conversations taking place on so many different levels now in so many different places. So as a platform yeah. what is your philosophy at voice in terms of really just allowing artists that space to voice who they are and voice you know whatever the expression on the inside is alexandra says that is dying to come out and yes here we have art and and you have this medium to really talk about how you think how you feel what you believe um yeah so very curious to see what is the evolution going to be now that we have so many different platforms that I, I wonder if artists even know where to turn. And of course, that is really where what differentiates Voice, for example, as a company, because immediately when I think of you, I think of, oh, Voice is the place that supports artists. So very curious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are so many different marketplaces out there. And, you know, we've seen 
a, like a handful of them kind of really establish a name for themselves. Those are going to be the ones that stick around, obviously. I think that any new platforms that are trying to build themselves up right now, they have to, again, come in with intention. They have to offer artists something that no one else is offering artists. Um, and I think that the platforms that exist currently have to constantly think about what else, like what other benefit can they give to artists? What other feature that can they build into their platform that will be useful to artists and help artists succeed? Um, that's something that's really at the core of what we do. Um, like at Voice, we are, like it's free to mint for artists. We, uh, you on Voice now, we actually made a change to our platform recently. We used to be on private chain in order to be carbon neutral and we built out bridges to chains so that artists and collectors can move their um, NFTs from the private chain to um, EOS, Polygon, you know, all Ethereum, all of that. But we saw, like we noticed in the market that artists want to be on only like a handful of chains and that's where the collectors go as well. So recently we kind of changed our platform, mm -hmm. the whole blockchain structure to minting directly to public chains. So when you mint on voice, you, as the artist, you choose where you want your art to be and it mints upon purchase. So either you want it to be on Polygon or Ethereum, we're building other um, connections as well so that the artist has true control over where their art goes, but also we're keeping it free to mint for artists. So if you choose Polygon, voice covers those um, gas fees. And if you choose Ethereum, the gas fees get passed on to the collector when they purchase your art. I think it's still really important to, like, I think gas fees and, and like platform fees are so, such a huge barrier to entry for a lot of artists, you know? Like you have to already have a certain amount of money in order to mint onto Ethereum. And that might stop you from exploring those blockchains and you know, putting your art out there. Um, so I think it's it's still really important to us to keep it as easy as possible for the artists. We're never gonna get rid of artist royalties. I think that is nonsense. I really hated seeing that happening um, because if we're gonna get rid of artist royalties, like what's separating us from the traditional market, you know? Like royalties is such a huge part mm -hmm. of like NFTs and that, and something that was like truly revolutionizing the game for artists. And if we get rid of that, what makes us any different from what we've had for the last thousands of years in the art regular art market? Um, so yeah, I think that I don't like seeing um, platforms that cater directly to collectors. And I think a lot of platforms made that switch and getting rid of royalties because of how tough the bear market has been they've seen dips in revenue and they panic and then they change you know their ethos and start catering to collectors and making it you know you're incentivizing collectors because then they don't have to share profit on secondary sales with the artist but i think that's truly terrible um so that's what i'm saying like obviously many marketplaces are going to emerge but they're not going to be successful unless they think about unless they put the artist first i think at the end of the day 
Yeah, thank you, Amanda. That is such an important conversation. We can really only dedicate an entire hour to talking about that. But it 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 reminds me of what Marina said in the beginning of the conversation about licensing being such an important part of what the future is mm -hmm. going to bring. So, Marina, do you have any thoughts on from what you are seeing in the market? How artists are navigating this. I, I love what Amanda said, like there, there needs to be some sort of separation between the traditional art space where artists, I mean, you you dedicate all of that time to creating a work of art and once it's sold, that's it. Um, and with the unfortunate result being that for a lot of artists, their work just never gets sold. Um, so then it's not even that you're getting something, you're getting nothing for all of the work. And of course, the pleasure of it, but I mean, starving artists, myth, is a myth because the arts need to eat, right? So what are you seeing from where you are in the blockchain space, how artists are really just navigating this conversation, whether royalties, whether licensing, what is the way future for artists to monetize their work in this space? Uh, okay, I communicate with uh, the artists uh, every day in Facebook. They write me uh, uh, messages. Also, I communicate uh, with uh, the artists, uh, with the artists in uh, Twitter and the other uh, social networks. What uh, do they ask uh, about? First of all, they are interested in uh, media uh, coverage. They ask me uh, if I uh, mint uh, NFT on uh, your platform, what uh, will I uh, get? Uh, how many magazines or uh, online uh, uh, sources will uh, publish my interviews or uh, how many uh, communities uh, will uh, see my uh, artworks. So media coverage is uh, very, very important for the artists that are interested in uh, as the audience uh, I can uh, reach uh, with uh, my uh, NFT um, uh, depths. They are new and uh, they uh, are not uh, so popular like uh, OpenSea uh, or uh, Foundation at the moment. And so I have uh, uh, such uh, conversation with the artist media coverage and advertising. Uh, so they ask me uh, uh, this uh, question. The next uh, popular uh, question is uh, collaborations with uh, uh, different uh, brands. Can I organize uh, uh, this collaboration for um, uh, artists? How can, uh, uh, can, uh, can the artists collaborate with uh, Dior, Chanel, uh, Adidas, Coca-Cola, etc., uh, etc.? Et they look for uh, different jobs and uh, they are glad to um, uh, be a part of uh, uh, different um, uh, projects. No matter if uh, uh, this is a professional digital artists or painter, all uh, of the artists, uh, artists uh, are uh, glad to collaborate with uh, fashion brands, uh, luxury brands, auto brands, and uh, maybe uh, mass market uh, mm -hmm. brands. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
but um, the most of uh, famous artists uh, are interested in um, luxury brands, fashion, etc., etc. So uh, also they attract uh, the um, uh, mind uh, on uh, uh, the celebrities who uh, decided to collaborate with uh, us. For example, if uh, uh, Refik uh, uh, Anadol uh, will mint uh, his uh, NFT in our deck, they will do the same. So uh, one of the main uh, vectors of uh, NFT platform development is uh, attracting celebrities. Uh, so the next uh, trends uh, is collaboration and influence marketing to mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think ultimately it comes down to this idea that artists no longer want free exposure i mean uh, as a writer myself i know there's only so much exposure you can get before you've all you, before you've maxed yourself out and you don't really have much to show for it and i think especially with artists and photographers they are so tired of hearing this oh but i'll give you exposure but what's happening now at the moment is because the market is so new if you get exposure now i mean you're getting is you're almost creating a new market for yourself um so it's interesting this willingness to go back to the exposure conversation that perhaps is not as prevalent anymore in other markets because i mean they you know there's a dime a dozen but if there's a new market in which to expose an audience to your work yeah maybe maybe i'll i have a willingness to uh, give some of my work away, not necessarily for free, because the technology is so different that free is not really part of the conversation as much. Um, but they certainly, I mean, this this raises more questions than it answers. I think there's so much to be discussed in this entire world um, as an artist, as a collector, as a platform, and any person in between, because each person comes with their own perspectives, with their own needs, with their own wants. Um, and what I find amazing about yeah. the space is it caters to everyone. It's just about, I, I love the word of the day, intentionality, because it's just with the, the it's about the intentionality with which you come at it. Um, if you are coming at this from a certain perspective, you are bound to get it. And if you're coming with a completely different perspectives, you will find that as well. Um, so that really, for me, is after listening to everyone today, really the takeaway is as an artist, it's so important to find your own space, to find the place where you feel at home, especially in this mm -hmm. world, uh, in this, you know, Web3 world that we're in, um, because to have that home away from home, I mean, do we, like, you know, like right now I'm in my temporary Airbnb where I'll be for a few days and then I'll leave and I'll never see the inside of these four walls again. I don't consider this home, but I consider so many online spaces my house because I've been there for years and I will continue to be there for so many years more. So I think it's so important as an artist to find these places online that you feel you're part of this community. Mm -hmm. This is where you feel supported. Um, so in closing, I know that we've gone a little bit over the time, maybe a little bit lot. Uh, thank you ladies for bearing with me. Uh, so in closing, 
yeah, I would love to just have some parting thoughts uh, from all of you. I think specifically maybe directing it to artists since they are very often uh, the kind of people who watch these kind of shows. Uh, really just what are your thoughts mm. as someone in this space, as a professional, um, how can the artists watching this feel supported and really just take the next steps that they need in this very confusing market that we're in to continue teaching themselves how to use, you know, or how to navigate the new options available to them and how to find their voice and really just find a home uh, in this in this online art world. Uh, Amanda, let's start with you. Yeah, I think that mm -hmm. it's easy to be an artist in this space and become disheartened by it because you're not meeting the traditional markers of success, mm -hmm. like a certain number of sales or, you know, you're not getting write-ups in magazines, but that doesn't mean that you're not successful and what you're, you like, you're not creating worthwhile things and worthwhile art that will move somebody. So it's about like finding spaces and finding communities where you can share your art and feel supported because what you're doing is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. um, even if you're not making sales, like that is not a marker of success. Um, so staying true to your artistic voice and also kind of reframing the way you think about NFTs and AI as tools rather than, you know, this vehicle for sales. So how can these tools aid your creativity? How can they build up your artistry um, rather than, you know, creating something that caters to collectors, you know, because if you're you know, just kind of like being a sellout and creating art that you think will sell, it's not gonna resonate with people. People resonate with the projects that you, ha that have intention behind them that, you know, are a ref reflection of you as an artist and your, your inner humanness. So like find mm -hmm. the human within all of this tech and that's what you grab onto and the tech, yeah. just use the tech to embolden that. Beautiful message. Thank you, Amanda. I, I feel inspired and I'm not even an artist, so but I'm an artist at heart. So I feel I, I took that very much to heart. I think that's such a beautiful message because um, it really just encapsulates in this time that we're in where all this talk about technology taking over the world. But at the end of the day, what makes us human is what makes us beautiful, what makes us precious and art allows this ability to tap into that. So with that, yeah, thank you. That's absolutely beautiful. Alexandra, please give us from the perspective of the artist, what is your message to artists? I would say start to make art. And of course, I will speak for, for AI art now. Start to make art, start today. There are so many wonderful tools outside there. As I said on YouTube, there are tutorials from fantastic creators in any tool from Mid Journey, uh, Stable Diffusion, and so on. You can find anything. Then become a community is very important also to gain knowledge to talk about the topics which are important for the whole industry or, or community and um, start to present your work show up 
uh, make a portfolio of very best works, make it alive. So that, that is also some progress to see uh, how is your work developing your style. As Amanda said, that for each artist is a kind of style or, or this special brand uh, important. Uh, I agree with this fully, so start to make a qualitative good portfolio. There are many possibilities, also quite cheap, not, not expensive to do that. And uh, for example, in, in my case, that is happening already the last two or three months, I get every few days uh, some job um, cooperation um, message or, or something like that, but I, I want to, uh, regarding any projects, NFTs or cooperation on something concrete or, or this or that, but also here, breathe, do not panic, do not run. It is better to take time also like artists to find own way to ask twice, do I want to go this way with these people? It is what I want. So to take a little bit more time first to find oneself and then the right pets will open up and the right people will come. This, this is a natural process. And it is also very important as we have uh, here, the two ladies with platform and collector that we connect. Because um, also as an artist, um, uh, to, to bring it to a close, you have three possibilities uh, where you can choose uh, and, and um, switch. Either you are productive, I started with this, to be productive, to 100%, to make art, to, to get out. Then uh, to interact socially and get feedback, is it good, is it not good, what, what do people think? Because you, you, yes, you can make art for your own, but it's feeling is better when you share it and get feedback. And, and then is the... Third one is the commercial part, and that is important that we connect uh, in talks like this one, because for my own, I want to concentrate on the first two parts, and the commercial is important. Yes, I want to be also successful for the future or make commercial projects, why not? Yes, but in a healthy manner, yes, and for that it is good to know how we can cooperate, I make art, you sell, you, you make connections and so on. So yes, this, this is what I want to say to the, to the artists that want to start. And take your time, do not hurry, take, take your, your time. time. Do not hurry, take your time. Yeah, awesome, Alexandra, that's such good advice. I think on so many different levels, um, it's so important as an artist that you form a holistic, not only mentality, but also network around you. Because, you know, there's this African yeah. saying, it takes a village to raise, your child, to raise a child. And I think for me, any creative endeavor, or in fact, anything we do as humans, it takes a village to do that. And it's when we have this lone ranger mentality that we have yeah. often in the West of, oh, I need to do everything by myself. But that's why, Amanda, I love platforms like Voice that really takes artists by the hand and say, I want you here with me. How can I support you? So, yeah, definitely, Alexandra, such important yeah. advice to integrate all of these different aspects as an artist. I mean, there are many different things to focus on and some things you want to focus on yourself and those that you don't want to focus on, 
let others help you with those uh, like like platforms, for instance. So Marina, last but not least, from the perspective of art collectors, um, we know that, you know, as an art collector, there's a very specific attitude that people come to, um, whether that is appreciation of the art, whether that's more of a commercial focus, but as an artist, the idea of an art collector is always the scary but mythical figure. You know, are they going to like my art? Are they not going to like it? Will I be worthy? Will I not be worthy? So what, what advice do you have uh, for artists in this space going into this year that we are going to? Um, what should they be thinking about? What shouldn't be important to them? Uh, advice for the artists or art collectors? For the artists. I mean, I mean, artists, but if you want to, if you want to do art collectors as well, um, who, who knows, who knows who's watching today? Uh, um, uh, okay, I uh, will give uh, advice for both artists and all art collectors. For artists, create what you like and for uh, the art collectors, buy what you <laughs> Like if uh, you uh, meet uh, each other, it will be uh, great. Just uh, uh, share your artworks on uh, uh, different art and NFT platforms and uh, look at uh, the others' artworks, discover different uh, art and NFT uh, uh, spaces. Uh, if you uh, will be active, you will find uh, your collector or creator. Yeah, thank you all <laughs> so much for this beautiful discussion today. I think really what stands out for me at the end of the day is the talk about the gains that you can make, the hype, uh, you know, that's that's a game that is played at some level and it's for better or worse a game that's been important in this space. But I do hope that in 2023 and beyond, we can start moving away from that because it's really doing so much damage, not only to, to art, but just to, I think, the future in general. Um, we are kind of staring ourselves blind and oh, what can this technology bring into my pocket? As opposed to saying, oh, but what can this technology do to completely just change the way that I'm able to express myself, that I'm able to show up in the world. So the other thing that also really stood out for me was the human element. Um, how much today we spoke about art being a vehicle for expression. And I feel like sometimes in the space, in the tech space, the conversation becomes so much about the, the, the technology itself that it's almost easy to forget, mm. but at the end of the day, you're doing yeah. this because you love it and you're doing it because you want to send a message not only to others, but to yourself. I mean, very often we are creative because we're trying to tap into parts of ourselves that we don't have access to in other ways. And we tap into our creativity and have those conversations with ourselves. So thank you all so much for just bringing these you, you all come at it from different perspectives and at the same time you are all speaking as one so i think if i'm an artist i would just feel incredibly inspired mm -hmm. by this conversation to know that i'm not alone that wherever i go in the world there are people that have my back um 
And that's something for sure that technology has allowed us to do is it has allowed us to show up on a space like this today. We are all in different parts of the world. And yet here we are and we can have this important conversation and people can be watching this wherever they are in the world for however long after we record this. And so, yeah, just thank you for this message that you have sent to the world today. And thank you for sharing it with us here on the Future of NFTs. And to the audience, uh, yeah, this is my first time doing Future of NFTs on the recording platform that we have and definitely some growing pains. So I hope to be a lot more on it next week. But you know what? If not, then not because life is all about organic growth, right? So I will see you next week, guys, for the future of NFTs and to all of our amazing guests. We will be adding all of everyone's links in the YouTube video as well as on the show notes on the website. So you will be able to find Amanda, Alexandra and Marina. I just want to maybe ask a final closing question. If people do want to reach you, where would be the best place for them to get in touch with you? Um, I would say Twitter, LinkedIn, just send me a message. That's how you can connect with me. For me on LinkedIn. And Miss email Marina Art Collection dot uh, info. Uh, if you send me an email, I will not lose it. Perfect. So if you are an artist watching this, you know that there is support for you out there uh, with all of these amazing ladies that we that we spoke to today. Um, yeah, if you have questions, there's always people to turn to. There's always people who are putting themselves out there, experimenting with what works, what doesn't work, and, and really sharing the experience. And just in closing, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming on today, for sharing this time with us, because I think, as Alexandra said earlier, that's the important thing, is to be able to have these conversations to take the learnings that we've made and to share it with the world. And that's really something very beautiful about Web3 and something that I am yeah, very grateful and very privileged to be part of. So thank you all so much for joining us today. And yeah, see you guys next week in the audience. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to The Future of NFTs. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes. Connect with Adlunum on Twitter at Adlunum Inc. or our website, adlunum.cc.